Boom. What's up, Kev? What's going on, my man? How, How you, doing? you doing? I'm good, brother. Yeah? Can't complain, can't complain. Welcome to the podcast, man. I appreciate you having me. Of course. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's definitely new for me to be in this environment, but it's, it's, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, it, it'll be chill. You, you'll see it's uh, really relaxed, really fun. Oh, yeah. It's a good time. Yeah, man. Um, But... Yeah, I know you wanted to bring me on. You saw me at um, uh, Elia, and we had talked about a couple things. And it's just when you asked me to come on, I was like, I was actually really excited about it. So, yeah, well, I think based on our conversation, Elia, the way you were talking and the things you were talking about, I think not only is it an interesting story, but it's kind of inspiring too. Yeah. And I think first, let's t- kind of talk about how we met. Mm-hmm. I think the first time I met you was at Beer Baron. Way back when, yeah, yeah, I was doing some marketing work for them, and then you were the bartender slash server, right? Or I think I think I was just serving at the time. I yeah. think I had just I was getting into bartending a little bit because I was like, I started at Beer Baron like right when they opened, so mm-hmm. I was like one of the servers there. But yeah. I was trying to pick up on bartending a little bit. Tight, and then you went to Last Word. That's where we started hanging out a lot more. Exactly, That's where that was the like two years I was there. Yeah, and we were at the R and B brunches and all that stuff. Oh man, the good times. Yeah, the good exactly. Times. Those were, I, I definitely do miss that job to an extent, but, and now, I mean, Ellie is a good, Ellie is a good spot for me to be at. Yeah. Fine dining and yeah. all that stuff, so. Well, it's probably, uh, it's probably some really good money too, because it is like an elevated experience over there. It was different, yeah, like, I'm when I was used to those um, late nights, mm-hmm. and then when I, I left that for, the like, a lot of reasons, but when I went to Elia, or my one of my buddies had gotten me a job there. Mm-hmm. And the money was way different, I'll tell you. I mean, fine dining serving is, it's it's a different experience, but yeah. the money's so much worth it. Yeah. So what was that biggest difference for you going from like a bar to more of a fine dining thing? You mentioned something along the lines of kind of the late night experience. Were you not a fan of that anymore? Or? I just, there's, there's a certain lifestyle you start mm-hmm. to pick up with that. I mean, not everyone has that experience, mm-hmm. but when you're in that, those, those late nights, it, it starts to get take a toll on you. Yeah. Um, so I left for, like, I mean, obviously the partying was getting heavy mm-hmm. and all that. So when I left, um, I had worked at a gym for a little bit at Fitness yeah. 19, and I, I fucking hated it, dude. <laughs> I was like, this is terrible. And then my buddy saw me uh-huh. at the gym, and he was like, you don't need this. Like, this spot just opened up. So it was really cool when I tried it because I get off at, like, 10. Yeah. And yeah. it's like I get my sleep, and I can get up and train early in the morning, like when I wake up at like five, it's like five thirty in the morning and get to my training and I can eat and like, I still work nights. So yeah, it works out perfect for me. That's tight. So you're training, you mentioned training. What are you training for? I know you mentioned bodybuilding, right? So, I mean, I always had like a, a like a passion for like weightlifting mm-hmm. and like I've been doing it for a long time, but now that I'm really consistent, um, I wanted to get out of my comfort zone and try, uh, a competition everyone was like telling you, you should try one like a physique competition so i had met one of uh, a trainer out in series so i live in a uh, mountain house right now so i train out there three days a week and the other three days i train in um tracy so that i mean i'm just getting out of my comfort zone trying something new but the consistency is on point right now sick and uh yeah that like the dieting i'll probably say is the hardest part but it's just even i'm just having fun with it at the yeah. end of the day like it's even if i win or lose or whatever happens as long as i know i stayed with it and yeah. stuck to it and stuck to the diet then i could be proud of myself at the end of the day i think that's totally the right mentality too is just making sure like you know the consistency is there and then that the fact that like you don't care if you win or lose yeah that's the biggest part because who knows what's going to happen but as long as you have the right mindset you're solid. right it's it's like now these days and especially in the last probably like 
five, six months, every accomplishment now to me, I take it as like a big one. Yeah. Like little things. And like, it's just, I used to not think so highly of myself. And now like every little accomplishment, if it's small or big, like I take it in now yeah. and I hold on to it and I could be proud that I did it. And if I, like, if you start something, you finish it. And so that's where I'm at with that. And that's, that's probably the last, I picked that up in the last like five, five months and now moving forward, it's just getting better and better. That's sick. So it's kind of like a trickle effect where like at first it was more difficult to kind of appreciate the small victories. But then now do you feel like it's become easier to and you get more out of it? Or? Yeah, I just because I mean, going through childhood and like high school and everything, I never thought so highly of myself. And mm -hmm. I had got heavy into like other things. And I mean, I used to betray like I was happy mm -hmm. in the like when I'm through my 20s. I mean, I'm 26 now, but like 21 to 25, mm -hmm. I was just I was like I was doing what everyone else was doing was going yeah. out. That was taking a toll on me very much mm -hmm. like more than the average person yeah um but now that i realize what's like the most important things in life that i can just this is i just keep moving forward now and i never look back i mean i always look back at my past yeah but i just hold on to those accomplishments moving forward yeah so you like learn the lessons from them but you don't dwell in the past where it's like being negative and i still i still look back in the past mm -hmm. and like some things i wish i can change yeah. and like the what i've done to people or what i've done to myself or yeah. my family and i wasn't there i wish i can change those things yeah. but i know like i can't and so that's why i just like i just say you know what i'm going to be a better version of myself make 26 make 27 like the best years of my life yeah and it feels like it's panning out the right way but i always keep a very close eye on like myself because yeah. i know i can like the switch can flip very easily yeah and that's why i have to like keep a just a close eye out on myself so when you when you say that switch can flip very easily what do you mean that switched is there something you know yeah so i mean like i can go into it and say you know like the partying was the biggest thing and growing up like when high school that's when i just like started drinking a lot mm -hmm. and then when drugs got involved it was just like I didn't think anything of it because everyone was doing it. Yeah. Um. But I always had a very addictive tendencies. Mm -hmm. Like when I was in therapy when I was like seven for like my parents' divorce. Mm -hmm. My therapist, I have her now to this day. Oh wow! So I see her every Wednesday. But um, yeah, she always told me you're like you'd get fixated on one thing. Yeah. And I like so moving into like high school like. Unfortunately, I didn't finish because that's when I got heavy into partying. Yeah. And so, like, I held that. I still hold that against myself because I knew yeah. I was smart. I knew I can do it. Yeah. But so I was like, you know what? I got to move forward. And then I just, like, the partying got heavier, heavier since I went and got in the restaurant industry. And that's when drugs yeah. got really sucked into it. Mm -hmm. And so I had gone through three inpatient programs. Wow. Yeah. So mm -hmm. 17, that was the first one because my mom had found something in my room. Yeah. And so she sent me away for 30 days. Wow. So, I mean, I, I guess I counted that, but I, I hated it because I'm, I'm a kid. I didn't learn anything from that yeah. time. It was like boot camp. You're yeah. Like, Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And then going, like my 20s, there was a lot of ups and downs, like toxic relationships or mm -hmm. just like being around the wrong set of people. Yeah. And like you think the bar friends are actually your friends. Yeah. And like... I would say, like, oh, I'm having fun or portrayed on Instagram or doing this. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like, I'd go home, like, feeling like shit, yeah. sad, depressed. Um, so then when those the real actual rehab um, stays I did was both when I was uh, 25 or tw uh, 26. Yeah. Nice. But uh, or yeah, 25. So I did. A th I checked myself into a 30 day inpatient and then 
I was good after I thought I had it, but I didn't, I, I got overconfident, relapsed and it got, it was, they always say it gets worse than it was before. Mm. And so then when I went, it got like, it got so out of control that I ended up an incident happened where I had to go to 60 days. So I was on wow. my dad's insurance at the time and he had yeah. really good insurance. So I was like, I wanted to do 90 days yeah, because I just was like, I can't live like this anymore. Yeah, Like there's like times I just didn't want to be here and this and that. And so I did the 60 days cause it's insur my insurance ran out. And so I, I was like, I'm good now. I still did the AA meetings, did this yeah. and like, and I kept training. Like I was always training like, through this whole thing yeah. but it was like always ups and downs like yeah. i never like that kept me like kind of sane at yeah. the same time even though i was going through like hardcore like depression or anxiety like i still have anxiety to this day yeah but i ended up relapsing and so i just it was just a trial and error thing yeah but i mean i finally found why the i mean there's a reason why i stopped mm -hmm. now I, n I never look back i don't crave it anymore i don't want yeah. it but it's just, it's all trial and error and you figure it out at the end of the day. So what, what was that feeling like to kind of really be with yourself and be like, you know what, like I'm done with the way life has been going for me. I'm done with how I'm feeling. I need help outside of myself, you know, cause personally, and I think you're probably the same way. And a lot of people are like this. Everyone kind of thinks they can do it on their own. Everyone thinks they can do it solo. They don't need any help. And they almost look at help like, an admission of defeat in a certain mm -hmm. sense. Um, not saying that's the case because honestly, everyone does need help. You know, everyone should seek advice from people and, you know, look to grow from other people. What, what did it feel like? And did you feel like there was any kind of pushback from yourself from being like, you know what? I need to go to rehab. Yeah. I mean, I, I just like, I always thought I can do it on my own. Mm -hmm. And I just like, I, I never, I'm so bad at asking for help. Mm -hmm. That was my thing. Like, I never asked my family for help. My friends, they just watched me spiral. And yeah. I was like, even like I, I asked through help through like I had my sponsor at the time. Mm -hmm. And I just I kept going back like I was following his lead and then I would stop calling him mm -hmm. or stop tech. We were supposed to be working through the book. And I just I never stayed consistent. I I just don't know what really like I I just kept thinking I, I got this. I got this, which yeah. I don't. And to this day, like I'll never say I got this. Yeah. But I, I never look back anymore. Yeah. You know, like I, there was a um, situation where I just like, I realized with someone I was with that the, the most important thing in life when I met that person's family or whatever, I just knew what I really wanted in life. Mm -hmm. And that's like, like a family, kids and that. And so then I just never craved a drug again. Wow. It was weird. It just completely stopped. Yeah. Like I was getting clean prior, but yeah. like it just, it, I don't know. I just, I feel so good about myself and there's yeah. days where you're not going to feel good. And like, I, but I don't look like I don't self-medicate to get rid of yeah. feelings anymore. Like I like, even with the drinking, it's like very like, like whatever, like I just don't care. Like yeah. I don't care to go out. Like I like to train. I like to hang out with my dogs, my family, my, I'm present for my nephews and like, they want to train with me at the gym. And so nice. those kind of things are what I find like, like real happiness. Yeah. I go and I like, I don't know, knock on anyone that wants to go out all the time. Like I like to have a good time, but it's just not what's not my life anymore. Like, yeah. I like, I, I have a very structured um, lifestyle during the week. Like my, like when I get up, like I brush my teeth, make my bed immediately. My, yeah. my phone, I put it across the room. So I have to get up when my alarm gets up nice. to get it. And I, and some people are like, oh, you drive pretty far to train. I was like, I like that because the accountability. And nice. so that's it. Just, I like that structure. And then the weekend, 
I used to get very nervous for the weekend because that's where I'd like let loose. Yeah. But nowadays, I just go home after work. There's sometimes I'll hang out for a little bit, but yeah. I like waking up early. I don't like that feeling because like if I was hungover, just like it was getting so bad and yeah. it, it was affecting work. It was my like my biggest thing that broke my heart the most was when my mom would call me and she's like, I don't, I can't sleep at night because I don't know when you're going to be home. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it definitely, but that still didn't stop me when she told me that. Like I was still, but now it's like my, everyone's like text me. I'm proud of you. Like you're doing great. My mom's like, I can sleep fine at night because yeah. it's like, I'm just there now. And it, it's, but now I realize how important it is to like be present in the moment and not like worry too much about the future and all that stuff. I just want to be there train hard and just keep uh achieving my goals like the other day like i finally i was supposed to get my ged a long time ago but mm. i was partying so much yeah and i i scheduled the test the first one and i was like nervous but when i got there i aced it right away Sick. and i i took that like those accomplishments for me like that may not be big to someone else that's like in college but for me that's like a big like a big accomplishment. Yeah. But I was kind of discouraged the same day because I was like, I could have done that shit a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at at this moment. That's so. tight. So when you were going to rehab and you were going through these challenges and then after the last time you went to rehab, you said you didn't relapse, but it was still a struggle. And then at one point something happened where it like then it really wasn't a struggle anymore. What, what was that switch? What happened? Well, the, the second, I did relapse the second time. The second time? I, yeah. I relapsed both times out of rehab, but yeah. it was like, when I relapsed, I didn't want to go back. Yeah. I was like, I need to figure something out. Yeah. The switch happened. I mean, I, I call, I mean, like I started making changes. Mm -hmm. It was just kind of like being around someone I was with's family, you know, yeah. like at the moment that I was with them. Yeah. And the that feeling of just like, I don't know, there's just like a comfort feeling about it. Uh -huh. And I just like, it was so nice. Yeah. And that's why I just, I just never, I just completely switched. Yeah. And my therapist was like, that's all you needed. That's yeah. like, all, it was like the icing on the cake. Cause I was already starting to like, yeah, you really pull, and stuff. Yeah, I was yeah. pulling it together, but I guess that just, that changed everything. And so I could be appreciative even for people that come in and out of my life. So I take everything as a lesson now. Yeah. So it's like, I'm not, I let people go if they want to come in and be a part of my life. That's fine. But you know, I just, I just, I just do me at the end of the day now. So kind of dive into that a little bit if you don't mind so you said you were a part of someone's family mm. and then that moment what you don't have to be too specific yeah. but like elaborate a little bit more because I think a lot of people should hear you know because a lot of people go to rehab mm -hmm. you know and I think they go through similar scenarios where you do where they come out and they relapse they come out and they relapse but for you you found something and I guess you don't have to be so specific to like name yeah. names no. but what what was the feeling what was the the interaction you had where you were like, whoa. And then I just, I guess like I never had felt that with like, cause I didn't think highly of myself. So when someone else, like I was seeing, like in, invited me into their home and their child and this and that, and they, they all liked me. And mm -hmm. I was just like, wow, this is like, this is really nice. Like, yeah. and this is like, I, I should think better of myself at the end of the day. And I just, that's pretty, I can't really explain like what really it changed. It just like, this is, I knew I want to, when I have my kids one day, I want to be there because it's like, I didn't always have that growing up. Like yeah. my dad wasn't really present or whatever. And I've always, I, that's why I have like attachment or like I need validation sometimes. Yeah. And that's comes in like one thing I say big is like, I assumed I was really confident when I was like high or drunk. Yeah. But then when I got clean, that confidence gets like 
rock bottom. Yeah. So now I'm building it back up, and that comes with a lot of issues like I have to deal with, but it's like I'm doing better and better. Yeah. But all I know is, like, I just, like, I want to be there for my family one day. But I also want to be there for myself 100%. I put yeah. myself first every day now. Yeah. But, you know, like, it's just, I, yeah, that's the biggest thing, I guess. It's just, like, I know everyone has their turning point. And when people ask me, like, what really, like, changed, and I explained to them what happened, but I said everyone's different. Yeah. And I'm not going to, I'm not one of those people that push, like, sobriety onto someone. Yeah, yeah. If you want to party, that's fine. I'm, I'm with it. I had a great time partying. So yeah. don't, get me, don't get me wrong. <laughs> But if you ask me, like, for help, I'll tell you straight up. I'm yeah. not going to sugarcoat it. Yeah. It's not easy. It's a it's a sad road. Like, yeah. when you get sucked in. I've seen, like, I've had friends die to this stuff. Like, it's it's bad. Like, dealing yeah. with grief, heartache, like, loss, it's just, you know, you kind of go through it. Yeah. But you just, you'll you'll know when you're you're done. And some people don't ever know when they're done. And yeah. it's just, they'll, they find out the hard way. I couldn't find out that way. Yeah, I had too much potential, and I knew I had too much potential to throw away. Yeah. Well, so do you think being around that family and being in a scenario where someone was just so willing to accept you as you were, no. regardless of the circumstances, regardless of the past, kind of showed you it's like, wow, like, I don't need all this other stuff, and I want to be what these people are giving me for someone else. No. And that kind of gave you that, like, extra push? It was like a, like an, I guess, yeah, it was pretty much just, like, an extra push. Like, yeah. it's just... Like, that feeling, like, I wasn't drunk or this around them. It was just, like, I I just like that feeling of, like, being around people that all love each other. And it's yeah. just, I, I can't, uh, yeah, that's that's basically it. That's just, like, I, I wanted that, you yeah. know, because my fa- it was, like, a little bit of dysfunction in mine. Mm-hmm. So when I found something where it was, like, really nice to be around, and it's just, I, I can't, I never craved it. The drugs, I, I used to have cravings every day, yeah. and I had to fight them. But now I don't, like, I don't even think about it. Like, wow. even with drinking, it's, like, eh, it's few and far between. Like, I, I can go out and have, a, like, a drink. Yeah. And But it's, like, I don't, I did choose not to, like, I know my limits. Yeah. Because I don't like the way it makes me act out or it makes me feel. And then it's, like, I'll, like, then if I'm drunk and I'm hungover, I miss training. And then I'm pissed I miss yeah. training. So all this, it just backfires for me. Yeah. And maybe I overthink it sometimes, but eh, do I really? You know? Yeah. When I think, if anything, that thought of, oh, maybe I'm overthinking it is maybe like that's that quiet voice of that kind of addicted personality being like, nah, man, yeah. I'm loose. I think a lot of people, st- and I know when I used to be a bartender, I, after I stopped bartending, I stopped drinking. Yeah. I only drank when I was bartending yeah, because I was around it. I was around other people. I was making drinks for other people. So I was around it all the time. So I think it's interesting that once you kind of pulled yourself out of that environment and then found yourself in an, in an environment with a family who was loving, it's like it's two opposite sides, yeah. right? You're in an environment of drugs, alcohol, partying, staying out late, you know, trying to show out, wear the coolest clothes, wear the flyest shit, yeah. impress all the ladies, to just being in an environment of people who are kind of where you want to be. Yeah. It's like, wow, there, there it is. And I, I think that's a huge part in a society today where it's like there's not that many role models. Mm-mm. You look on the news, you look on social media, and it's all like these partying people with nice cars and all this yeah. shit and girls with their butts out. But like, where do you go to find something that it's like, wow, that's actually something I would want to be in the future to give you that guidance? Exactly. You know and I, mean? I see all this stuff on Instagram. Like, and I would, I, I'm, I am like, I've done that where I like post things to act like I'm doing something. Like, my life's not that crazy. Yeah. Like, but like, I'm just doing what everyone else was doing. 
But I find more inspiration now on like just people that are working hard. Yeah. Like I don't look at celebrities and say I want to be that. Yeah. I, I look at like people in the gym that are grinding. I look at like my mom that works hard or yeah. like friends that have like overcome things and I find motivation in that. Yeah. And when people like and other things like I have like now that I'm like when I'm training and all this stuff or doing what I have to do, like I have a lot of people that DM or like I've had a lot of friends DM me like, bro, I'm back in the gym. Like you inspire me to get back in the gym. And that makes me so proud because it helps me. But it's like not to see someone else like better their lives. It's the best feeling and you can't beat that. Yeah. When I think being able to be a catalyst for that too, because yeah. I can only imagine because I've had a few people reach out. But I mean, like your story is a lot different than mine. You know, mine's more just revolving around hard work. But yours is like, you know, really coming, overcoming severe adversity mm-hmm. in, in your environment and within yourself. So like, like the people who have messaged me, it's like, it just gives you this crazy, it is a high in a certain sense, because it's like, you feel so good knowing that the struggles that you went through are not only paying off for you, but paying off for someone else. Yeah. It's like, you can help guide them. It's like, Hey, don't go down that road. I've been there. You don't want to be there. Yeah. Like, look at where I'm at now. I, I was the same way you were. There was a quote called and i think this kind of plays into what you're saying it's like you can't knock anyone if they still want to party it's like how could you judge somebody if you were once them exactly you know so it's like you were in that partying scene so it's like you know the the allure of it you know it is fun but like so you can't judge them in a certain sense yeah i never judge anyone like i like i i've made like i would see someone like homeless on the street and Mm -hmm. when i was a kid i used to like just like talk shit yeah but now when i see them I know in a like a sense what they're going through. Yeah. I just hadn't got to that point yet. Yeah. And so that's why I never judge anyone because it's like if you want to party, like I get it. Like that's yeah. fine. But if if I'm telling you and I see that you're going through it, like I'm telling you it doesn't get better from here. Yeah. Once you start going hard, it's only going to it's it starts going downhill. Like yeah. it, it's it's just it's bad. And yeah. and it's sad to watch because some people just will never understand or they don't want to change and that's fine. Yeah. Like, but it's, if, if you ask for help, like I'll, I'll give you my best advice, but I can't, it's at the end of the day, you can only change yourself. So what would be your advice? Let's say I am a younger kid and I'm caught up in the partying and I see you winning in the gym right now. And I hear this podcast. What, what, what would be the advice you would give me if I came to you? Well, I'd say, what do you want in your future? Like what it what, truly, if you're doing this, what do you like? What is your goal? When you were a kid, what did you want to be when you were older? And then if they tell me, I'd be like, how are you going to do that if you're intoxicated every day and you're doing drugs and you're hanging out with just like toxic people? Like, where is that going to get you? And you're only going to be sad. Like, I'm telling you, like, if if you have depression and anxiety like I did or have, it's it's only going to get worse. And that can be very dangerous for a person like that that has addictive tendencies. So I'd say you go to AA or try to just do things like sober. Or, or just, like, do things that are fun. Like, I like I can go out and not drink and still have fun. I can go out. I just, I, I'm very aware of who I surround myself with now. I keep it very tight. Like, I know a lot of people say that. But you don't see me going out that much. Like, yeah. I like to be with my family now. I like to, like, the, like the friends that I pushed away that I was, like, because I thought the bar friends were it. Those were the only friends that called me when I was in rehab. You know, like uh, I opened my phone up. I, I like I had my phone off for 60 days Yeah, and I turned it back on. And the only friends that had called me, well, I had family that like texted me. I had one friend that would text me every other day, even though I couldn't respond. And he's one I grew up with. Wow. So it's like, you know, 
at the end of the day, who's going to be there for yeah. you. And it's just, that's, I mean, like, everyone's going to learn. Yeah. You're going to learn who it is. But that's that's up to them to find out. Yeah. Yeah, that's powerful. Yeah. Well, I think, like, it just even to go back to your training habits, you know, it is a form of diet. It's like yeah. the people you're around are, is another form of diet. Mm-hmm. You know, depending on who you surround yourself, the environment you're in, you are going to change based on that environment. Yeah. So I think that's, like, spot on with kind of everything you're doing. It's just around, like, you know, just setting up yourself for future successes exactly yeah that's why i mean like you you're right who you surround yourself with if you're gonna like hang out with people at the gym you're gonna work out with yeah. them. like that's just people like i i mean like i don't really work out with anyone yeah. like just my trainer but like like i hang out with friends and we'll go like hiking or we'll go to like the movies yeah and like we i like to go out and get dinner like yeah, like yeah. go to the city and try new spots and yeah. like do stuff like that like that's fun for me and every night, like special occasions, like we'll go, like it, like go to the club or do whatever. Yeah. If I have, like, sometimes I'll be like, I can't because I know it could be like bad. But yeah. just, yeah, like most of the people that I'm around now, like especially work friends, mm-hmm. like that's because I see them all the time. Yeah. But I even have friends, like people at work that say, oh, like we, some of them wanted to hang out with me yeah. because I was making such a change and I didn't want to go out. Sometimes I'll like fall back and I need to catch myself and be like, okay, yeah. you can't be doing this. But then it's it's cool when people notice, you know. Yeah, that's all. Like that's tight. One well, and that's an interesting question too. It's like as you try to surround yourself with people who you want to become, I imagine there's other people who, like you said, who see you on that path and they want to be on that path, but they're kind of stuck in that exactly old way. So how how would you differentiate, right? Like obviously there's people you see who are already there, but then it's like. How do you know if your friend really wants to be a part of that journey? Do you think they would tell you and reach out? Be like, yo, dude, like. If someone really wants something, they'll get after it. Yeah. Like, that's like 100%. If you really, truly want something, you'll find a way to get it done. Yeah. And that's what it took me. Like, I knew I wanted to be clean, but I wasn't putting in the work to be clean. Like, like I was, like, saying I wanted to, when I was training, like, MMA, I I was training but I wouldn't show up to training day sometimes because I was too busy yeah. in, in the shit, you know? Like, yeah. it, if you want something bad enough, you'll find a way to get it done. Yeah. 100%. Like, I tell my friends that, like, it, like if it comes to school, gym, anything in life, if you want it bad enough, you'll find a way. And so, like, that's why, like, some people that, like, say, oh, I want to work out with you. Okay, meet me at, I'll be at the gym at this time, and some don't show up. Yeah. So if you, like, that's what I mean. Like, I, I only have so much energy to give out. Yeah. That's why I just I just do me at the end of the day. Well, so there was actually, I was watching some YouTube video a long time ago, and what you're saying reminds me of it. It's, you almost have to qualify people in a certain sense. Like, if someone comes up to you, let's say, like, a thousand people come up to you every month, and are like, hey, Kev, like, give me your secrets, or hey, Kev, like, let me... Uh, get your advice. Let's meet up for coffee or, oh, let's meet up at the gym. That's super taxing. And that Mm -hmm. would be a lot of energy, Mm -hmm. but kind of like what you're doing. It's like, okay, cool. Meet me at 5 a.m. Yeah. They have to put in effort first Mm -hmm. before they can get access. So if, even if a thousand people say, oh, okay, maybe only two will show up. And then those are the two that are worth putting the energy in versus just giving it all away. Then you lose all your energy for people who are going to hear it and then not even act on it. So you almost have to qualify them. Yeah. So that's why I say this is the time I'm going to be there. Like I like I learned that through my trainer too. You, this is the time we work out. 8 a.m. I still have to drive to series. That's a 45 minute drive. Yeah. 
but I get there 30 minutes early every time to yeah. stretch. And even though I'm tired and I work late nights, like even the sometimes a bar, like even at in the fine dining restaurant, I'll still got out kind of late sometimes. Yeah. And I only run on like six hours of sleep and then I have to get up. I'm groggy. But sometimes those are the best training sessions. I'll yeah. tell you, like today, I was super tired. I did not want to go. But when I got there, it was a great shoulder workout. And it just feels good. You feel like accomplished after. And so like that's what I'll, I'll tell my friends is like, what I learned through my trainer or other people like that, that this is the time I'm going to do something. And if you want to come be there at this time, but I'm not going to switch my schedule around. For yeah. Cause I, I try to keep very structured. Like my, my same with my work It schedules pretty much the same through the week. And I like it that way. I don't like working mornings. I like to diet, hang out with my dog and train yeah. in, the, in the first half of the day. And then it's like, yeah, I'll put my energy in work, but that's it for me. I need structure. Yeah. I need like that throughout the whole week yeah. and sometimes like if it's like on Sundays or like now it's like I'm start been going to church now a lot sick and it's been like you know like I'm, it's funny I tell people that I when I go in there I'm the person that I I don't show for the singing yeah, yeah. and I sit in the very back by myself for yeah. the message and then when the singing starts I leave that's hella funny I know I'm so weird like that dude <laughs> but that's just for me I'm getting that connection back with the higher ups, you know? Yeah. That's sick. That's powerful. So what do you feel like when you go to church, is it a Catholic church, Christian church, Christian, Christian? Yeah. Um, so when you go, are you going, like you said, you're kind of just going for the message. So you're kind of going for the scripture, the good word as they call it. Right. Mm -hmm. And then trying to kind of like find the lessons in it and then correlate to your life or how's it? Yeah. So a lot of it correlates to like, like just all, all around life, like daily life activities. Mm -hmm. And so it, it sometimes it does resonate with me at the moment. And I do try to pay attention and listen to what it comes out of it. And like, even though I'm getting closer with God, like I still like to hear the message. And a yeah. lot of times, like my brother, um, he, he would go to church like since he was like, I don't know, my, probably like five or whatever. He was in catechism and all of that. Yeah. And he, he was like, he's been one of my biggest role models growing up, but he saw me going through it. He was always trying to get me to go to church, mm -hmm. and I wouldn't go. I was so stubborn. I'm like one of the most stubborn people. Yeah. If I don't want to do something, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. But he knew that I was like, because I was like, he's like, you don't want to go to church because you're still sleeping because you partied all night. Yeah. Like, but now that we're like gained our relationship back, and I live with him, and his girlfriend and my nephews and stuff, and so... We all go to church together. Sometimes Same. I don't sit with them. I still sit in the back. Yeah, but yeah. it's like, it's cool because he sees that I'm really trying to put the effort in there. Yeah. And then we'll go get breakfast after and this. So, like, it's just stuff like that it just keeps me on the, you know, like when I just, just knows that it makes myself think that I can do it, you know. Yeah. And there's just, that's like, I just know that I'm, I'll never look back onto that old, like, I'll always keep aware of what I did. Yeah. But I'm never going to go back to it. Yeah. Well, I think that's that's super powerful because if you look at where you were, right, and then compare it to where you are now, you have so many good habits, right? Going to church, um, going to the gym, you know, being with family, not going out super late, waking up early, going to the gym, hanging out with your dog, you know, doing things that matter to you. I think the dope thing is, let's say that you miss church on one Sunday, you still have other 25 good habits that you've installed, mm -hmm. you know, where it's like you still have such a strong foundation that even if you slip up in one category, you got all this other good stuff to kind of keep you up. It's exactly. just super dope. Yeah. And that's what I could be like proud of. And it's just, it's like, you're just like, I'm not anywhere close to where I want to be at in life. Yeah. Like 
I still got a long ways to go because I'm fairly like fresh in all of this. And but now that it's like know that the potential I have, like now let's see what I can go with this. Like just finish the testing for GD, and obviously I know I could do it the whole time. Yeah. I just I just put it off because I was so lazy on it and I hated school. But now it's like I'm into it. Yeah. And I'm scheduling them right away. After I aced it, I was like I was almost crashed my car. I was so excited because they emailed me it, and. But I was just so happy about it. And I was like, wow, this could have been like I could have been doing this. And now that I just I, I had I have goals now where I want to do the uh, physique competition uh, in September. And I'm, I'm actually very nervous for that. It's super out of my comfort yeah. zone. But it will be cool. My trainer like believes in me and I'm like, all right, let's do it. And like th the cool thing with my mom, God bless her heart. She uh, she knows that like. That I've been trying. She was like, "Look, if this is what you want to do, and it keeps you off the other bullshit," she's like, "Email me your uh, he my trainer emails me my uh prep, so I pay my mom or I pay my mom. She buys the food, preps everything for me. Wow, in different containers. So you just take advantages of uh like what you have, your resources that you have. Yeah, and so she does my uh, prep every week. So I have like Tupperwares in my fridge of just like meal one, meal two, meal three. That's tight. It's cool. So it just and I don't like see my mom that often, so it keeps us like close. Yeah. So where I can go, like sometimes I'll go visit her, pick it up, and then we'll go get food in Stockton because that's where she just moved to. That's dope. So you know that those are the people that were there for me, and so now I need to really show that like, like I respect them. Yeah. Because you know? they were the when I was in the trenches, they were, they were the only one. I mean, my mom was the main one. Like. Yeah that through everything was there and she like believed in me so now it's like it's cool to like try to give back now and show her like yours you could be proud of your son at the end of the day and i think that goes with that whole saying too it, it, it takes a village you yeah. know and it's like they were there for you and gave you the ability to rely on them you know and you came from being so stubborn but now it's like you're willing to let like hey yeah go for it mom i'll pay for the and then if you prep it for me and then you're now giving back to her because she is winning and feeling great to see her son succeed. Yeah. So it's like you, this energy is just flowing around between everyone you're like circling oh, with. Oh yeah, and it feels good, man. I can, I can say I'm truly blessed now like that I I came out of it and like I mean like I did go through it like there's days where I thought I shouldn't be here. Mm -hmm. Like it was that bad, like how bad it was affecting work and everything and now where it feels like I don't need to if I'm going through something especially like grief or mm -hmm. like heartache like I never use any more over it. I just stay focused on my goals and like deal with my emotions like a healthy way. And it's hard yeah. because I used to run away from everything. Yeah. I used to run away like from all my problems. If I had something to do with feelings, I'd self-medicate. Yeah. It was like I hated it. But now that I have to deal with it clean, it is hard. It's hard, but it feels so much more healthy. Yeah. Because like now it's like, you know what? It makes me stronger as a person. And I'll grow through this. Yeah. And so like that, I didn't use or um, go out or do any of that. I just went to like, like for me, the therapy, like going to therapy or going to the gym every day, like those are therapeutic for me. Those are the natural highs I get or like yeah. spending time with my family. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope. When I think that's a good way to put it too, because I used to have like some problems with like, you know, drugs and alcohol, like a lot of us do. Um, but what kind of clicked for me was realizing like once I started to get out of it, if I like how I'm feeling in this current moment, why would I want to change it with anything else? You know, it's like sometimes, a lot of times I would find myself where I'd be like, oh man, like I'm, I'm hella happy, I'm hella happy, I'm gonna smoke some weed. And then I'd be like, wait a second, I'm hella happy if I smoke, 
that's going to change how I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like a roll of the dice. I don't know if I'm going to be happy or I'm going to be lethargic. Yeah. I'm not going to want to do anything. I might be too introspective and trip myself out. Yeah. Why would I want, you know, to change how I'm feeling? So I think that's like a dope thing that I see within you. It's like, you know, you're feeling so great. Mm -hmm. Like, why would you want to change? Because that's the whole idea of drugs, you know? Yeah. It's like it, change your, it changes your current state of mind, yeah. you know? But if you really love your current state of mind, why would you want to change it? Exactly. And it's just, now I'm like scared. It's like, it makes me like when I finally found this like good feeling in myself, like I'm scared to use anything. Yeah. I don't want anything like, like getting in my, my energy, my yeah. zone. Like I, I don't like, it's just like, I don't, I love the feeling right now. There's like, obviously the days, like I like, I'm still like, I'll go through stuff. Like I have anxiety everywhere. Like everyone goes through problems every day, but I'm just like dealing with it in this healthy way is just helping me grow as a person. Yeah. Like waking up early and doing what I got to get done for the day and just being present. So yeah. that's dope. Oh yeah, man. Well, so where do you see yourself? So obviously you're going to do this physique competition. What other kind of big goals do you have for yourself? So once I get my, uh, my, um, GED, I needed that to get, so I've been looking into this massage therapy school in Emeryville mm -hmm. and they've all like, I've sat in on classes and I needed to show proof of my diploma or my GED to get in. Or I just pay out of pocket, which I don't oh, have $15,000 on me. Yeah. <laughs> but so just after the competition, if I do another one, like he, we were thinking about doing another one if I taught, like get a good place in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm going to bust out my GD this summer. My goal is just to finish it this summer yeah. and then go start this school. Like after the, after the competition, start this school and just like get certified in that and then try to find like kind of just get a career going in that field, like physical therapy or something. It just seems like something I've always liked. And so I've been looking in school for like the past like five years, but just never acted on it. Yeah. And now that I'm trying to act on it and they're always texting me like uh, classes on zoom or this and that sure. come sit in. So I was like, I'm just super into it right now. That's and, tight. And that's probably, those are my goals right now. I mean, we'll see what the future holds. I, I just, I know these are the two that are like these three goals right now, GED competition, and then get into the school. Those are my three main focuses at the moment. And then we'll see what happens after. But I could just be like, I, I know these are all achievable easy. Like I've seen people achieve so much better, but for me, these are big because I finally got my shit together. Yeah. Well, so this is kind of an interesting question I just thought of is, so obviously like getting your GED and overcoming the rehab are very powerful, you know, inspiring things. But I feel like a lot of people aren't as open as you about their problems, you know, because a lot of people go through stuff, but you never really hear about it. Why do you think, because I think it's a great thing that you're open about it, because I think people need to hear it. Why do you think that some people choose not to be open or why are you more open than other people? I mean, I was always super embarrassed in the beginning. Mm -hmm. I like in denial plays a huge part in yeah. an addict. Like I was very in denial. I'm not that bad. I'm not like him. Yeah, that's so. Um. I think just like I got open about it when I just I was like I just like to be transparent with people, especially the people that I meet. And I was like, look, there's issues that I still deal with. Mm -hmm. And so like when I got when I talk to people about it, I feel more comfortable. I don't go in so depth with yeah. like things I've done because that stays with me. Yeah. Like unless I'm very close with someone, then I'll yeah. be like, you know, there's things that really I've done that hurt people or hurt myself or whatever. And then I was really sad about because that's not who I am. Yeah. But I was just that's what I was going through. Um, but like, I don't know, it just it felt like the right time just like if I can help someone. Like, I know people are going through it. I know plenty of people are going through it. Yeah. And if I could just help someone just kind of get inside and be like, you know what? 
I didn't like, I didn't do much with my life, but like now that I'm like happy, like you can get happiness out of just like getting out of that, that world. Yeah. Like there's, there's so much more to life than, than this shit. And I'll yeah. tell you, but I know a lot of people are still like hiding it and that's fine. I totally get that. Like I, I still like, I was like that for the longest time. And now it's just like, you know, I, I'm, I'm so into helping other people yeah. because that makes me stay clean off drugs. And so that's why I, I'm pretty open about it. Like, obviously, I don't go into depth because, yeah. you know, but that's just like the rehab visits and just like constantly failing. Mm-hmm. But then finally, like it takes like everyone says, you have to fail at something. Yeah. I failed so many times trying to get clean because I thought I didn't need help. Mm-hmm. And then when I finally got the help and like, you know, like I started like saying I really need to reach out to someone. Yeah. And then it just it all started falling into place. Yeah. So that's why I just want to help with like help that kid that's just like sad or like going through that, that it, it does get better Yeah. at the end of the day. Well, you know, what's trippy is I felt similar ways before. Obviously our stories are different, but in a certain way, I feel like that sometimes when I'm thinking, it's like, Oh, like I want to help that kid. It's really, I wish I could help the younger version of me. Yeah. You know, it's cause you, you see yourself in other people and you might see that kid. It's like, damn, like, I see myself in him and like you almost want to by helping him you hope it helps your inner child a little bit be like oh, yeah. hey like I forgive you you know like you went through all that shit you you did what you did but I forgive you and yeah. it's okay because look at where we're at now you yeah. know it's like we came so far and that's, it's okay that's why I remember just being a kid and so carefree yeah. and like it's addiction like people that have this like the disease of addiction it's it's no one's fault. It's yeah. not that it's not your fault. It's not my fault. It's no one's fault. Yeah. This is just the cards you were dealt. Yeah. And so it's just how you try to work your way out of it. Yeah. Like no one's mad. At, I mean, there's people that are mad, but you need to just realize if you have that real belief in yourself that this is not me, this is not who I want to be. Yeah. You'll find a way to get out of it. And that's like, for me, I just had a core belief in myself. And now like I could, I used to be able to not look in the mirror mm-hmm. and like, cause I hated myself so much. Yeah. But now it's like I look in the mirror and I smile. I'm like, you're doing good. Like I do those daily affirmations and, you know, like I'm just like, you're you're not, you're better than that. Like yeah. whatever. Fuck, I was like, fuck that. Fuck the old life. Fuck yeah. who I was. I know who I am now. Yeah. But that's, that's the, like, it just feels good every day waking up now. What do people say, like people who were around when you were kind of in that darker phase and who haven't seen you now, what do they say? Have you come across anyone They're like, damn, bro, like. No, well, I, I like I've seen a couple, like yeah, a few people that just like will say something that are still parting. Will just be like, man, you you just we never see you out. Yeah, it's like it's just not for me anymore. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, like they'll ask me like, like what what changed, and I was like, I, I can't really tell you. Like yeah. a lot of things changed. Everything cha- helped me. Like rehab, hella helped me. Mm-hmm. I've learned so much about myself when I was there because when you're in that dark place, you'll learn a lot about yourself yeah. being alone. And um, it's just like it just. Everything just started falling into place, and I just knew what I wanted in life. Yeah. And that's, and I, I like my goals in a family, and that's it. Like, I'm pretty simple and like easygoing. Like, yeah. I don't need much to make me happy, but like, these things are making me happy. Yeah. Like, money and cars, like, that's cool and all, but like, like, genuine happiness is what I look for now. Yeah. And, and that's when I, I just tell people, like, you know, I just, like, I don't, when people say, like, man, like, it you looks like you're doing good. I was like, yeah, thank you. I'm very appreciative. But like, yeah, I just said, I, I put in the work. Yeah, and that's it. Like, and it's it's possible for anyone. Yeah, and like, I think, and with what you've gone through, there's a certain humbleness that comes with it. Okay, you know, because yeah. it it wasn't like yeah. given to you. No. You know, 
So it's like you're you're super humble about it. So if someone is like, damn, bro, you're winning, you're like, thanks. You know, day by day, I'm trying to, you know, I'm just trying to get better. Yeah. It's not like, yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, you no, know, no, it's no. like yeah. super. Yeah. I'm super humble by the whole experience because I just like when I was down and out, like it just, it, it hurts. It, but so that's why, like, when I see people that are going, you know, I, I never, I always try to like be genuine and like yeah. nice to someone. I'll never judge anyone again because yeah. I know what it's like when people were judging me. Yeah. Like how I acted in public or how I was doing because that's, I was always under the influence or something. Yeah. And I portrayed this to other people. And, and it's like some people might still think of me that way, but I don't like, I'm just tunnel vision now. Like, yeah. no one can, like, like, I don't talk, if you talk bad about me, or still have these thoughts about me, that's fine. Like, yeah. I wish you the best. Like, I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to waste my energy. I don't hate anyone. It takes yeah. so much energy to hate someone. Yeah. And I just say a prayer for you and wish you the best. You know, like, I I just got to focus on me. But if you don't like me, that's fine. Yeah. I, like, I, I, don't have, I don't have time for that shit. So. Yeah. Well, shit, man. Is there any, so I know I already kind of asked you for advice, but is there any kind of closing words or any kind of last, you know, just big hitters or people who, you know, get them motivated or? I honestly, like... For at the end of the day, like for anyone, like if you really believe in yourself and you stop worrying about what anyone else thinks and like you're like let your insecurities, everything go and, and even whatever you're going through, it does get better. Like it will get better if you, you have to have patience. Patience is the biggest thing. Be patient in yourself, believe in yourself and like find things you really love to do and find the true meaning of like what life's actually about. And if you set your mind to anything, you can do it, as cliche as that sounds. But, <laughs> oh, appreciate you, dog. All right. All right.